You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. There is a place where time stands still, where nature is harsh and demanding, where only the quick and the strong and the deadly can survive. This place is no place for civilized man. All you've got to do now is pass the Australian culture test. Three simple questions, three correct answers, and you go through that doorway to the greatest little country in the world. Good morning, everybody. This is Annie for Showreel, the look at Australian uh, film industry and things that are happening, filmmakers, festivals and all that sort of stuff with an eye on what's going on for Australian workers in that industry. Uh, Today, uh, I am going to feature an interview I did with uh, Susie Hamilton. She is from the Australian Writers Guild and she is the professional development manager. And they've just put out, finished uh, or announced the uh, 13 uh, people, writers, who are going to be part of the workshops, online workshops that they've got going called First Break WA. They've already done First Break Victoria and First Break New, uh, New South Wales. And uh, but I won't tell you all about it. It's about it. it it's, she she will tell you that, that that's the conversation about uh, how they are working to um, uh, help the professional development uh, designed for talented, aspiring, and uh, screenwriters the opportunity to gain in demand and practical skills. And uh, this is something that the Australian Writers Guild is doing, and uh, they are at the uh, forefront of uh, ensuring that uh, Australian writers, screenwriters, um, get the skills. And so that's why I I had a chat with her. But before we get on to that, there's a couple of things that you might be interested in. NIBS, the National International Bookshop, has a series of documentaries, Docos Return, NIBS Docos, they call them. And uh, the one that I'm particularly, because uh, the one on the 14th is already gone, but uh, on the 20th of September, Tuesday, uh, next week, 7pm uh, to 9pm at the uh, new International Bookshop, which is 54 Victoria Street at the bottom of uh, Trades Hall there. They've got uh, Rocking the Foundations. Rocking the Foundation covers the New South Wales Builders Labourers Federation from 1940 until its demise in 1975. Set against the massive social and political upheavals of the 1960s and 70s, the Vietnam War, Aboriginal land rights, women's liberation and the environmental movement. The documentary depicts how the New South Wales BLF membership by using their collective power, succeeded in preventing the massive destruction of many of Sydney's historic area areas, residential neighbourhoods, public parks and harbour shore. Um, 
told primarily through interviews with the members themselves, the film climaxes with the introduction of union bands and millions of dollars worth of high-rise development in the early to mid-1970s. Now, um, this is a a really fantastic film and it's part of that whole period of uh, fantastic documentaries. If you ever get a chance, that period of time produced a whole lot of great Australian documentaries, great documentarians, as they uh, like to say. Um, And uh, the... um, I mean, I remember seeing this film and being um, absolutely uh, uh, blown away. There were a whole lot of other ones as well uh, that uh, are worth seeing, but this one in particular is great. And as I said, it's on at Nibs. You're lucky you can get to see it. 20th September next week, that's Tuesday, and it's at 7pm. So go on to the website, and go on to Nibs's website and you can uh, get yourself a ticket. Now the other thing that's uh, very interesting that's coming up is uh, also a blast from the past which is um, a screening of a finished restoration of Ningala Ana, a unique feature documentary which tells the inside story of the establishment of the Australian Temp Embassy in 1972. Um Gary Foley calls it the single most important film on the Aboriginal political struggle in the last 50 years. And he's going to back that up because there's going to be a Q&A after the filming, film screening with uh, Gary Foley, Tony Birch and Senator Lydia Thorpe. All right, so where is it going to be at? It's going to be at Nova Carlton on Friday the 30th of September. So you should go to their website and get yourself a ticket if there are still some there because this is a, uh, an extraordinary event. Uh, great people to be going there to uh, listen to, uh, talk about it, as well as seeing... Um, a film. They see this is all these films were made at a time when um, Australians were beginning again to express themselves through film, and the political struggles that were on at that time were highlighted in some really amazing documentaries. And this, of course, is one of them. So that's Nova Carlton, Friday, the thirtieth of September. Uh, and um, you can find out the time then. On uh, oh no, it's it's not just going to be on on uh, Friday. It's going to be on Saturday, the first of October, and Sunday the se- uh, the second of October. Um, I'm not sure when the uh, Q and A is going to be, but uh, that's where you need to look it up and uh, find out all the bits and pieces to do with it. But anyway, I'm giving you the heads up. Uh, anyway. Um, Let's uh, now get on with what I intended, which was to talk to Susie Hamilton from the Australian Writers Guild uh, about First Break. The reason for why we're talking today is that the Australian Writers Guild has this fantastic initiative called uh, First Break, and you've just announced uh, some Western Australian participants, and I'd like you to uh, tell my listeners about what this is all about. Sure. Well, delighted to talk about it. First Break is uh, a new program that the Guild has devised. Uh, It kind of grew out of um, a need that we saw in the industry to provide young emerging writers 
with the skills that they need to get into a writer's room um, and get that experience in a writer's room and to help them build their networks, basically. Um, we were, off, were often getting calls from producers and other writers saying, hey, do you know anyone who's a note taker? And we discovered that, you know, there's not really any tertiary training for that. It's kind of learn on the job. And it's a great opportunity if you get into a writer's room, but you want to be sure that you're making the most of that opportunity. So we just thought it was, a, it was, a, it was time to start offering some training in the skillful art of note-taking so that when people did get into a room that they made the absolute most of it. So several years ago, we started running some note-taking workshops for members. And first break is kind of the next phase of that where we've introduced script coordinating, note-taking, and then on the third and final workshop, our participants learn about what it's like inside a writer's room. So what is the protocol? Who speaks when? What's expected of you? Um, and basically how to make a good impression in the room so that you get asked back. Yeah, so explain this note-taking because, I mean, is it as simple as note-taking? Obviously not. It, it's not as simple as note-taking. So um, basically note-taking, it's a, really it's a critical role in the writer's room. So someone is hired to come in and basically write down all of the things that the writers are discussing in the room and re return it to the writers at the end of the day in a logical kind of format. So it very much involves active listening. It very much involves um, some admin skills of being able to take down those notes and then reproduce them in a legible, um, understandable kind of fashion for the writers. Um, and basically making sure that you're picking up and explaining correctly everything that's discussed in the room. And so, what, I mean, when you have complicated uh, TV dramas that have uh, convoluted uh, storylines and parallel storylines, this is what you're talking about, isn't it? Absolutely. But also just, you know, whether it's, you know, they're just breaking stories and lots of different ideas are discussed in the room. It can be quite a, um, a tricky place to be, you know, to make sure that, you, that you're getting everything down in a, in a logical kind of sense and that you're not missing anything and that you're not kind of putting your own thoughts into anything. You're really just there to translate what the writers have discussed in the room and then give it back to them, you know, in a logical, a logical sense. It really is the difference between a make or break in a room because production companies are paying these writers a lot of money to be in rooms and time is of the essence. And so those notes that come back at the end of the day are really critical to the whole process, the production process. This tells you an awful lot about the changes and new skills that are required for script writers, doesn't it? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, in years gone by, writers would get their start, you know, there used to be lots of long-running serials around and there was lots of opportunities for people, new people to get into a room and maybe they'd start by um, being a note taker or getting coffees or being an assistant and, you know, that would expose them to what a writer's room is like and uh, give them the opportunity to meet other writers and, you know, they would work their way up the ladder into the industry that way. But now there's not as many rooms around 
it's a, it's a small industry and really it's about who you know and word of mouth. And, you know, we, we've given a lot of thought to how do talented young writers get into that, get into the industry? How do they make themselves known? How, how do they break into those kind of somewhat clicky kind of situations where people know everything. If you don't know somebody, how do you get in the door? How do we give them that first break? How do we open that door so they get in there, have a chance to uh, earn some money as a note taker or a script coordinator? And while they're earning, earning some money doing that, they're learning about what a writer's room is. They're seeing experienced, talented writers working. They're learning about how the writer's room works and then in the process hopefully making a good impression and getting an opportunity, maybe fingers crossed, down the track to write an episode themselves or um, to get work in another room and then gradually to build their career. What's a script coordinator? What's How's that different being a note, than uh, being a note-taker? So the script, in, in rooms and during the production process, you know, the script is constantly evolving. So the script coordinator, it's a, it's a fairly administratively heavy role where you're supplying the production with the most updated versions of the script. Oh, so it's right. not a writing job. It's basically an admin role. But if you're good at it, you get a good reputation, you get opportunities to work um, in different rooms and... You know, it's a way in for people. Yeah. Now, um, there there's 13 participants that have been chosen, but there was a process towards getting those 13. Yes. So First Break WA is actually the third iteration. So earlier this year we ran First Break New South Wales and then most recently we ran First Break Victoria and now First Break WA. And what we've done is we've done a call-out uh, to members of the Australian Writers Guild and also to non-members and ask them to send through an expression of interest and a bio. Um, and from those expressions of interest, our panel selected 12 people in New South Wales, 12 in Victoria, and in WA we came up with 13 people who we thought understood the opportunity very well and were obviously talented writers and they were selected as the participants of this first round of first break. I did notice that there are a lot of female names there, so that's probably a bit positive in some ways. <laughs> Look, the, the we were really quite um, chuffed with the with the applicants that we got, particularly in New South Wales. We got over a hundred and thirty-seven, I think it was, applications for twelve places. So it was very competitive. Um, and a really interesting cross-section of people. So we had, you know, young screenwriters just fresh out of tertiary education. Uh, we had some older writers who uh, were coming from different careers even, you know, um, and a couple of playwrights who were looking to move into, the, into television, a um, couple of older women. So, yeah, we got a really nice cross-section of applicants and I think we came up with a, a really interesting cohort of people. In in WA, there's quite a few women, but um, we, we've actually added all of those people from New South Wales and Victoria once they completed the training to the Pathways website, which is um, www.awgpathways.com.au. 
and under the tab first break, uh, all of those people who've completed the training, uh, their bios and a, an opportunity to contact them can be found. And so now producers, when they contact us to say, hey, we need a note taker, we can just direct them straight to the Pathways website and they can filter down by, you know, the sort of person that they're looking for, the kind of writing that the person does, the kind of room that it is, um, and the geographical location of the writer. And that's going to be an ongoing resource for producers into the future. So they'll know that these people can take notes, they've done the training, they understand what's required of them, and hopefully they'll go on to even greater things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it does uh, encompass films as well. It's not just TV, although it is very applicable to TV, isn't it? It's it's primarily for TV, but, you know, we find that writers these days are frequently working across different genres, particularly you know, emerging writers. A lot of them are working on their own short films. Um, it's just a, it's a terrific experience for people to learn to work collaboratively, to understand how the writer's room works and... As I say, you know, it's it's building those networks, which is so difficult when you're first starting out, uh, and we hope that that's going to really be the um, the big opportunity. Not only getting to work in rooms and get to know working writers, but also the cohorts have, you know, gotten to know each other as well, and so it's kind of created a couple of nice little groups within groups of writers that uh, hopefully will stay connected through their career. Yeah. Um, the format for the um, first break uh, is to have a three-day online workshops. Talk about that. So the workshops are run via Zoom and that kind of came out of, you know, COVID and most of our um, professional development activities were moved over to an online environment. We found that um, Zoom actually worked really well for this particular activity because it kind of broke down um, those barriers of geography. So we had people dialing in in New South Wales. We had people dialing in from New York, you know, people from New South Wales who were travelling in Korea, uh, some people in India, uh, some people were just, you know, in regional areas of New South Wales, which makes it quite difficult in terms of funding these things. If you've got to fly people in and accommodate them in Sydney, it becomes you know, quite um, quite expensive to do so. So this really breaks down a lot of those geographic barriers and uh, we run them on a Saturday so it doesn't interfere with people's working week. Uh, if, if they're working during the week, we run them on a Saturday, every Saturday for three weeks. And over those three Saturdays, it's just so interesting to see the way the group kind of gels and gets to know each other. And by the third week when they do in the writer's room and they're doing a bit of mock writer's room and brainstorming and stuff, it's, it's just a really terrific experience. And I think people now are a lot more comfortable with Zoom and a lot more comfortable with those online uh, initiatives. Yeah, it was a very positive thing that came out of COVID, actually. Um, the other thing is that uh, they're um, uh, mentored by the actual uh, uh, workshops have experienced writers involved. Yes, so we have two fantastic facilitators in Catherine Kelleher and Chris Corbett, 
both experienced writers. Catherine has a lot of experience as a script coordinator and as she started out as a note taker. And Chris Corbett, of course, is a well-known screenwriter from Victoria. He's worked on lots of different shows through the years and so he has a lot of experience to share with um, with the participants about really how to make yourself as valuable as possible in a room and as I say, when to speak, when not to speak, what's expected of you and how you can get asked back, basically. And both of them make themselves available to the participants for personal mentoring. So both Chris and Catherine will then, subsequent to the workshops, have a conversation with the writers. And Catherine and Chris have been so generous. Both of them have said, you know, if you've got any questions or something crops up that you're not sure about, just shoot me an email or give me a call, which is amazing for these writers who... You know, up until the time that they were chosen for first break, possibly haven't had any actual contacts in the industry. Yeah, it is. It's really, it's a really great initiative. The um, other thing is that uh, now you've done three, uh, what's the next step for this program? So at the moment, we're trying to run it in each of the states so that we have a really good selection, a wide selection of note-takers and script coordinators available to producers across the country. We're hoping to run it uh, in the other states the beginning of next year, uh, and that's something that, that we're working towards at the moment. Um, we do have some support, which I can't really talk about uh, at the moment, for phase two of first break, but we're just finding at the moment that first break phase one is just going gangbusters, and, yeah, we're just... We just want to make sure that we can offer that in all of the states. The feedback that we've had from industry has just been incredible. So I, the day that we announced that uh, First Break New South Wales graduates had finished the course, I was absolutely bombarded with inquiries from producers saying, we need someone for this room, we need someone for that room. By the end of the week, two of our um, participants had already started work. And we've had inquiries from the US, from companies in the US wanting writing samples from all of our participants. Uh, and it's, it's, it's constant. The, the, the need is constant. So very encouraging. Yeah, very encouraging. Yeah, well, in Western Australia, you're supported by Screen West. So that means that... Uh, That's right. Yeah. yeah, this is important, isn't it? It's terribly important. So the funding bodies in New South Wales and Victoria have very generously supported the program. We're hoping that the other funding bodies will come on board and we're in conversation with them about that now. But, you know, it's 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 a win-win for everybody. So it's, it's a win for the writers and it's a win for producers because they can just instantly go to a website and look for, for a note-taker or a script coordinator. It's going to fit perfectly in their writer's room and they know that that person has had the training and, and has the, you know, the, the information that they need to come in and be effective. It's also very significant that the Australian Writers Guild is uh, basically punching above its weight. You're, like you're really working on, on ways of uh, bringing relevance to, to writers' experience. Well, in my role as professional development manager, you know, I... It's very obvious to me that because the industry has changed so much over the years and so many of the senior writers that we have, I hear them talk about how they started out in rooms like GP and 
country practice and all saints and, and those long running rooms is where they all got to know each other and where they all kind of got their start in the industry. And the more, you know, we thought about it, we thought, well, those opportunities just don't exist anymore. And it's all very well to to be identifying the really talented new voices and giving them opportunities to to write and to have their work made. But how do you help them to build their networks? How do you help them to really get a foothold in an industry and have a sustainable career? And that is what First Break is seeking to do, is to help people develop a sustainable career. Yeah, the complexity of the industry and uh, the needs for people to actually have that um, ability to create a um, sustainable career is um, something, I mean, most people don't seem to realise how involved creating, <coughs> sorry, creating um, material, re what's really involved in creating material. Mm. And the reality is that, you know, you come out of uh, Afters or RMIT and you might have a fantastic passion project, but the chances of that project being made and that being your start in, the career, in, in a career is, is somewhat remote. Uh, and the practicalities of making a living and developing a career it require you to think outside the box of just you know having a couple of interesting projects and that's great if that works for you but you really need to have your eggs in a few different baskets and you need to be working hard and be resilient in this industry to make it so for people who are interested in this in uh, for the future they need to be aware of aw G and your website and they should be alert to the opportunities that come out of that. So I would recommend that people follow the Australian Writers Guild on social media, on Facebook, our Twitter and our Instagram. Also subscribe to the Australian Writers Guild uh, newsletter. We send out an e-bulletin every fortnight and all of the opportunities that are available to members through the Writers Guild are advertised through those channels. Uh, everything that's coming up you'll find there, and not only Writers Guild opportunities, but we're frequently talking about other opportunities that are available in the industry, uh, and there's always something to talk about. We also have the Orgies coming up um, on the 17th of November in Sydney, our first in-person Orgies for the last few years, which is very exciting. And, you know, again, for emerging writers, that's a terrific event to come along to, uh, get to mix and mingle with the best of Australian writing. Uh, so just encourage people to subscribe to the Guild's newsletter and follow us on social media just to find out how you can get tickets for the Orgies coming up in November. Thanks for talking to us, Susie. Absolute pleasure, Annie. Lovely to chat. My name is Pat Bisk. I'm a documentary filmmaker. I've made lots of films like Rocking the Foundations, For All the World to See, Love Marriage in Kabul, uh, and many more. Show your love. Subscribe today to 3CR. I knew I had Pat Bisk. Uh, Pat Fisk, the maker of Rocking the Foundations, that's at Nibs on the 20th. Look it up and you will be forever grateful to go, go and see it. 
that's the end of the program today. Coming up next is Published or Not. And um, we will go out with Can't Help Myself. Early in the evening I put my stockings on When I get home much later I think where I went wrong Wipe the makeup off my face My careful wardrobe, a heap of lace Pile on the floor At a country fair I could win a spelling bee While fixing up my hair But changing me all around To make my words a nicer sound Is too hard to bear I can't help myself I can't help myself To love Go to work each morning And go home almost every night All my friends will tell me They think that I'm alright But one more year that passes by Is just another reason why I've got to try I can't You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.